Hi, and welcome to the Vine Community Church Podcast. We hope that what you're about to hear will help you to flourish in God's grace and bear fruit through loving God, loving each other, and loving our community. Hey, good morning. Hey, it's so good to be with you. I'm John Adams, one of the pastors here. And, uh, you know, this morning uh, we want to pray for uh, especially the business world. Often we pray for different callings that, uh, that are in our church. And some of you that are in uh, the marketplace or business world, you are ministers out there when you meet with your clients and your customers and when you meet with your employees and bosses. And we want to pray and commission you as ministers, not just seeing discipleship is coming on Sunday morning, which this is, but seeing discipleship and making disciples as wherever you go and whatever you do. And if you're called to the business world, we want to stand with you as a church and say, look, we're praying for you. We're crying out that God would help you to grow in truly making disciples who make disciples. So if you're in uh, the marketplace ministry or you're even retired from it, uh, the business world, if you could stand with stand right now um, and remain standing, go ahead. I know there's lots of you. You're in the business world. Stand up and remain standing. Good, yeah. That's awesome. It's great to... Thank you. Thank you for your ministry and your service as you go, whatever it is. It's this Monday and, and every day that we're praying that the Lord would fill you afresh with his spirit and you would sense the commissioning of God to make a difference and to be the ministers of Christ in your workplace and wherever you go. So let me pray for you and commission you guys as ministers of the gospel. So Lord, thank you. Let each one here who are in the business world, let them know that their work matters. And Lord, help them to know they're not just making money. Lord, they are living on mission with Christ in the center of their lives. Lord, I pray the kingdom of God would be expanded through each one of these ministers in the marketplace. And Father, that you would encourage them and strengthen them in the challenges they face. And Lord, the struggles of their work and that you would cause them to work as unto the Lord with a kingdom mindset, with a Christ-centered heart, with 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 lives that are filled and operating in the power of the Holy Spirit. So thank you, Lord. Commission them. We commission them as pastors and elders. We say, Lord, that these are your ministers. Now use them for your glory as they go. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Way to go. Man, we got lots of ministers in this church. And it's so great to see you who are called there to the marketplace. Praise the Lord. And so we... uh, we started last week, Pastor Tim kicked off our series and teaching about Jesus' plan for the world to know. And you know that this series really is about discipleship. And it's, it's uh, 
really saying, taking the great commission and saying, how do we not just be disciples, but we make disciples? And so today we're going to be looking at that today out of God's word. And you know, uh, years ago when I, um, when I was just in college, I went to uh, a guy whose name was Pastor Joe and to his church, and he brought me there to be a, an intern for the summer, and it was really life-changing. Because Joe had such a heart for, for not just people, but for the gospel. And together, he combined that so well. And man, when he spent time with you, he was so intentional in loving you and caring for you and pointing you to God's word and to really the mission to see that we're not just, we're not just disciples. We're, 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 we're going to make disciples together. And so um, anyway, Pastor Joe, he, he spent, as he spent the summer, I spent the summer with him, he shared with us different principles each week about discipleship. And one of them I'll never forget, he said this, and he modeled it in his life. He said, uh, and he said, you guys, I want you to never go alone this summer. Wherever you go, if you're driving, I want you to grab someone and take someone with you. <laughs> I don't know how you do that at all times because people are busy, right? But he said, just be intentional and pray about it. If you're on a walk, find someone to walk with. If you are working on some work, you know, bring someone in on that task together with you. I want you to be super intentional. I want you to spend time with others and never go alone. And here's the reason why he, he says it, it's so that Jesus would be... <laughs> Jesus would be in the center of your conversations and he would be changing the hearts of the people that you're bringing into your life. And he would change your heart. And so never go alone. I love, I love that principle because it just, it's just, it's so important in us, in our lives to know that, um, hey, we're not just here to be fly solo as, as disciples. When Jesus said in the Great Commission, if you could put that up on the screen, Devin, in Matthew 28, he said, go and make disciples. And a little later on, we can see in the verse here that it says, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. We're not here just to fly solo. We're not just here to be Lone Ranger Christians, so to speak. We're here together to be disciples who make disciples. And so today we want to look at God's word and see what his word has to say about this. As we saw this passage in a couple weeks ago when, when Jesus was about ready to ascend to heaven after he had died and risen from the dead, he gave every, per, every Christ follower this very commission. And so today... I just want to remind you also, your elders of your church here at the Vine want, want our church family to be spending time with people and helping them to obey everything that Christ has commanded us. And that's what we want to grow in. And they have this one little phrase that I like that we're going to keep talking throughout this series is that we would become 
growing followers of Jesus who are being conformed into the image of Christ. You see, God wants us to be a community with one another and that we would never go alone. That whether we're, uh, he wants us to encourage one another, to to, uh, spur one another on to love and good deeds, to be iron sharpening iron. He wants us to speak truth to one another, the truth of his word. And as we do this, we got to remember this. There's so many different understandings of that word discipleship that we want to, in this series, not just give you a formula of what discipleship is. We want to give you the word of God and the principles that God himself teaches. So that's what we're going to be doing over these next few weeks. And so as we do, I want to remind you as we come to our passage today, the context of our scripture, John chapter 14, verses 15 through 21 is this. Jesus is about ready to, uh, he's giving his final words before his arrest and ultimately his death on the cross. And there in the upper room, here in John 14, Jesus is celebrating the Passover with them. One of his disciples, as you know, Judas Iscariot has already left, getting ready to betray Jesus, and soon Jesus says in John 13, 33, he's going to leave them. And so the disciples are full of fear and anxiety. And so today we see this passage, that's the context. And Jesus teaches them carefully and patiently, reminding him, you'll never go alone. I'm going to help you grow in my love to teach you how to obey my commandments. Let's look at it, God's word. John chapter 14, beginning in verse 15. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you yet a little while, and the world will see me no more. But you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. In that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. This is God's gracious and holy word. So as we come to this passage, we want to look at two questions. And the first question is this, is how do we keep his commandments. Look at verse 15. It says again, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And then in verse 21, the end of this passage, he says it in the reverse order. Notice that. He says, whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. Now, as disciples, our calling is to learn and teach, learn and teach. Learn and teach. 
And so here Jesus is saying, is here we, as we learn more of his love, we will obey his commandments. And that's one of the things he's just trying to teach throughout this passage. And he's trying to teach us in our lives this very principle. But here uh, we know that there's a lot of people, including us, who struggle with keeping God's commandments for the wrong reasons. Remember back in Jesus' day, the Pharisees were really focused on, in their own efforts, their strengths, keeping. Remember, there were, in the Old Testament, 613 commandments. Can you imagine trying to keep 613 commandments? But they fastidiously, I can't even say the word, (laughs) they kept them with all their great resolve and their efforts and their abilities. And they became kind of pompous, proud about it. And we know that Jesus came after the Pharisees in his writings and teachings. He said, look, you're, yes, you're keeping the law. That's good, but you're keeping the, my father's laws for all the wrong reasons. And so, first of all, we got to be aware of that. Look, Jesus is not saying keep these commandments out of your own efforts. Look at verse 15. He says, because why? Here's, here's one reason why. Because... <clears throat> Look, not only is it bad for us in our hearts, it causes us to see ourselves not how God sees us. It sees, we either see ourselves as inferior or superior to others. But also, we create for the world around us, they see Christianity as a world of do's and don'ts. That we just do things and we don't do that. But Christianity is radically different And Jesus says this in verse 15. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. You see, we know the Bible teaches that it is by God and his love for us, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We know we have a triune God, which means he is one God in three persons, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And as we grow in that triune love, as we grow in God's love, we'll be able to keep his commandments more. It's really pretty simple because it's not about us and our efforts and it's not even about our, we made a great choice, right? You remember 1 John 4.19 says this, we love because he first loved us. And Paul, the apostle, reminds us in Romans 5.8, but God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Man, what a God. While we were still sinners, while we were still really even enemies of God, while we had no clue and didn't even want to choose God, God first loved us. And because of his great love, his pursuing love, we, as we get to know that love and receive it, then we keep his commandments. Then we grow in even keeping a commandment like the Great Commission and making disciples. And so today, church, we want to grow 
Grow in receiving his love and then keeping his commandments. Because the more you grow in his love, the more you'll keep it. It's simple. So how do we keep his commandments? Grow in his love. Open your heart and life to him. We serve, the first song we sang together was like a song of, are you surrendering to his love? Are you saying, Lord, today I want with all my brokenness and sin to say I need you? I need you today. Show me, demonstrate to me your love. And so, how do we keep his commandments as we keep his commandments as we grow in his love? Secondly, verses 16 through 20, why is his triune love important? You see, Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to clearly show us his love. Um, back in verse 21, Jesus said this, and, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Did you know that that word manifest means to make crystal clear? To make very obvious, you know? The Holy Spirit was given to every follower of Christ so that he could make Christ's love and his work obvious to us and clear so that we could learn how to keep his commandments. John 14, 16, Jesus said, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper. Why did he give us a helper? He gives us a helper to make manifest or clear his love. Remember, Jesus here is explaining in verse 16 to his disciples that soon he would be leaving them. He's saying, I'm going and I've been here to, to help you keep and know the commandments. But when I go, I am going to give you an advocate helper. Two words that are for this word helper can be translated either counselor or advocate. And what this helper is, it says another helper, which means he's not just a different helper than Jesus. In fact, this word another means literally a same kind of another. The Holy Spirit comes and Jesus says he comes as another helper just like Jesus was to make manifest or clear the love of Christ to our hearts. And so he's saying God is giving us the Holy Spirit, part of the Trinity and part of Jesus, to live in us. And now think about what that is, how powerful that is. That wherever you go now, he's not just, you know, the 12 disciples walked with Jesus, but now Jesus, in essence, through his Spirit, lives in them. And he lives in you and me if we know Christ. This is an unbelievable gift. This is great triune love. So pause here for a second. I just want to just, because this is really sort of, to me, it's kind of, you got to really think about it. Because here Jesus is saying he's in submission to his heavenly father. And he asks him on our behalf 
And the Father, because of his love, to, to give another helper. And again, of course, the, another helper is the Holy Spirit. And he is a helper, as I've said, like Jesus. And his job is to constantly, constantly apply the loving salvation of Jesus to our hearts. Leon Morris, a Bible teacher, says this. He says, this word helper means like having a great friend who is a great lawyer. I mean, we don't normally love lawyers, right? But the Holy Spirit knows and understands the law and can defend you as well. This legal friend is on permanent retainer, and you couldn't afford him, but you have access to him at all times. You have the greatest lawyer in the universe who dwells in you, and he is constantly defending you against the accusations you make against yourself, the lies you believe, and the spirit of of lies, Satan, who tempts you and attacks you. You see here, look, in verse 16, Jesus goes on and says, He, the Holy Spirit, will be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth. You see, the Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of truth. He is completely different from Satan, the Spirit of lies. Satan spins his half-truths to you and me, and his end goal is to kill us. He wants to take us out. But the Holy Spirit comes to give us truth, realigning our hearts constantly on his word because he knows it's good for us. And he knows as we grasp it and get it and love him more and know his love, we're going to share that love with others. It happens just that way. That's how Jesus designed us. So Jesus reminds his followers just about when he's ready to leave, he says, I will not leave you as orphans. You see, the 11 feared that Jesus' mentoring would soon be over, but it wasn't finished. It was just the beginning. Look at verse 18. It says, I will come to you. Verse 19 Yet a little while, and the world, the world will see me no more, but you will see me. Verse 20, because I live, you also will live. I mean, the, the 11 must have been thinking, Jesus, how could you soon leave us and at the same time be with us? We don't really get it. I mean, it was pretty complex, Right? But Jesus is teaching them that he and the Holy Spirit have such a union, a perfect oneness, that when he sent the Holy Spirit, it would be just like he himself would be with them. And as his followers rely on the Spirit of Christ, what he's often called in the New Testament, the Holy Spirit is, they would know his presence and experience God's love and know Jesus and want to keep his commandments and want to make disciples. Then in verse 20, Jesus concludes his triune teaching. He writes, in that day, you know that I am in my Father and you in me and I in you. Crazy thing is, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit have never gone alone. 
They have always been in perfect union before the world began, before an eternity past, which we can't even get our mind around. God, the Trinity, the triune God, has been in perfect union with one another. And now he has got like this family love of the Godhood, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And he invites us, this is crazy, he invites us who trust in him to know Jesus, to know him through Jesus and Jesus' perfect finished work. He invites us to enter into that union, not to become God. We are the creation. He's the creator. But he invites us as his children, imperfect as we are, and even as sinful as we are, to be in union with him in this unbreakable bond that the Father, Son, Holy Spirit have, that family love of the tri triune God, he invites his kids to be in an unbreakable bond just like it. Wow. You know what that means? He loves you so much. He loves you beyond belief that he would dwell with you forever and ever, that he would never leave you, that you can have the absolute confidence in your life when you're struggling, that there's no condemnation for you. You can be confident you'll never be alone. Jesus will always dwell with you. It is an unbreakable union that God has established with his followers. And this should change us. Verse 18, he says, You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. See, are you growing and knowing the Holy Spirit? Uh, Tim's going to teach about more on the Holy Spirit in just a few weeks. But you never have to go alone because of him. And here are just a few ways the Holy Spirit helps us and he loves us and helps us to keep the commandments of God. The Holy Spirit, first of all, reminds us of what Jesus taught us, taught his 12. And then the Holy Spirit convicts us and helps free us more and more from sin. And the Holy Spirit guides us in every decision as we trust him. See, the Holy Spirit constantly points us to know Jesus and what he has done through his death and resurrection and soon return. And as you grow in knowing the Holy Spirit and his love, you're growing in knowing Jesus and the Father. And this is so beautiful because our God, our triune God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit are so willing to give you this amazing gift of a union with him that is unbreakable. Are we ready to receive it? And if we have it, are we ready to rejoice in it and renew our heart and say, God, please kill my sin that causes me to like want to just even be separate from you or live differently or just blow it all off or whatever we're feeling at the moment. 
But God says, I've established an unbreakable union with you. Even though you may want to leave me, I will never leave you. Never. And that kind of love can be found anywhere except for in our God. May we, may we be ready to receive and rejoice in the work and the person of our great God and his great love for us. So as you grow in receiving God's love, He's going to help you to teach and train others. That's where discipleship comes in. This goes back to the commandments. As you grow in knowing his love, you will keep his commandments, and you grow in keeping his commandments. Verse 21 says, you will love him more. And you will desire in your heart more and more to make disciples to teach them to obey Christ's commandment as you're learning this in your life. So what does this look like, discipleship? And we're just touching on it through each sermon. It could be partially, part of discipleship is you're here. Well done. Give yourself some applause. And because coming and being regular in corporate worship is fundamental. It's just important for you to be under the teaching of God's word. It's what the Bible says. It's not what John or Tim or Mark or the elders say. It's what his word says. And then life groups are another expression of discipleship. Study groups, small groups, one-on-one or one-on-three or how, whatever context God calls you in. Or just intentionally walking with someone in your neighborhood. That's that where you want to promote Jesus and his good news, that's discipleship. And, and moms, when you're home with your babies and you're, you're, you're singing Jesus loves me when your baby is screaming and you're maybe even on the edge, you are discipling your children with the love of God as he pours it out to you, to your child. This is all discipleship. And so we want to grow in being more intentional in it and grow more in receiving his great triune love so that we would want to obey him and to make disciples who make disciples. So as you think, as we come to the Lord's Supper this morning, I want to ask you to do a little exercise with me because... Some of you are okay with Jesus, but you may struggle with God the Father or with the Holy Spirit. And I want to invite you right now to say, which person of the Godhead, and I know you can't separate them, it's one God, three persons, right? But some of you, are, I mean, I think are struggling with you know, you have two-thirds of a, of a trinity that you're really knowing their love. And I want to ask you for the one that's hardest for you to think about it. Who is that? Is it the Father, the Son, or the Holy Spirit? I want to ask you to ask the Lord to help you 
to receive or rejoice in his great love for you. Thanks so much for joining us for this podcast. For more information, you can visit us online at thevinecc.com, download our mobile app, or visit us on Facebook or Instagram at thevinecc. Have a great week.